Hi, we are Ellen and Lauren. We are sisters, wives, mothers, veterans, and all-around DIYers living our best lives. Our families each have three kids between 4 and 18 years old. On this podcast, we hope to help you learn to do what you can, where you are, and try not to sweat the rest. If you want to learn more about what we're discussing today, check out our show notes at wifestylehustle.com. You're listening to Wifestyle Hustle. When the kids are little, their dreams and ambitions can be huge. They want to be astronauts or movie stars when they grow up. And as they get bigger, they often start to hone their ambitions and their dreams. Maybe they keep the same desires and have the drive to reach their goals, but often those goals change with age. And today we're going to talk about how to nurture your kid's ambition. Biggest thing, be patient. This is so hard for me. I'm not a patient person, so whenever I'm working with them on something, I have to like stand back and just kind of hold myself in check from saying anything or trying to direct them in a certain direction that I think might be a little bit faster. It's, it's a problem. (laughs) (laughs) It's not easy. (laughs) I've also learned that you just have to pay such close attention because some kids are so subtle some aren't, but some are so subtle and you have to <laughs> try and figure out what kind of thing that they would enjoy or what kind of thing they're being drawn to. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I guess I've always struggled with letting them lead as opposed to pointing them in a direction. With little kids, it's you have to help them set realistic Mm -hmm. expectations like if you come from a family that is short in stature probably nba basketball player is not going to be in your child's future and so you have to help them set those expectations so that they can reach goals that are actually attainable Mm -hmm. for them and and for me i i've always had trouble with that with my kids and because i I just want to see them do as much as they possibly Mm -hmm. can but not every goal is actually attainable. This may be a little controversial, so brace for impact, audience. But I've I've always told my kids that you're probably never going to be some kind of big sports, you know, athlete for some kind of nationally known mm-hmm. team or anything like that. Very, very few people in the world, you know, get those kind of spots in life. But that doesn't mean you can't play and that you can't do your best, Mm -hmm. you know, at it. Your ambition doesn't have to be to become a nationally known world athlete. It can just be to be good at bouncing the ball, good at throwing the ball. You know, like your ambitions can be much smaller than, right? you know, that big old goal right up there at the top (laughs) and right i and uh, the same with them being special and this is the part that's more controversial my kids are more special to me than anything else on the planet 
But when they, besides my husband, but when they get out in the world, that is not how other people are going to view them. And I have made it clear to them that that is the case. That in order to become mm -hmm. something that people enjoy being around, you need to come to it with a humble, you know, kind of attitude instead of thinking you're so great, which they are great to me, just maybe not to <laughs> anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> to be great to someone else, they have to put in effort too. Right. And, and it's true. You can't go out into the world and expect that the whole world is just going to think you're the greatest thing ever. Really? Only our parents think that. Yeah. And maybe our husbands. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> mine says he thinks that. So here's open. <laughs> <laughs> I would say one of the biggest things to do with little kids is for them to explore. Encourage them to explore new and interesting things to try. And it, this isn't like you have to, you're, you're helping them to pick their lifelong goal. The idea of exploration is just to, in, in my mind anyway, just to enjoy the moment. Mm -hmm. So let's go back to sports again. Maybe you have them try two or three different sports before they pick one that they want to follow for a little while. And, Maybe they'll follow it for a long time, or maybe they'll decide that, you know, I, I learned all I want to learn about, say, I don't know, basketball, and now I want to try something else. Now I want to try soccer. By trying a few different things, you allow them to pick something that they want to explore further. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I think that's so important, especially in the, I would say, five to 10 range, five years to 10 years. Um, by about 10 years old, a lot of kids are starting to kind of pick their path that they will probably, at least this was the case for my kids, they, they will probably follow through high school and maybe by 12 or 13, they're, they're picking that area that they want to keep going down a specific avenue. But during like the five to 10 years, I try everything. Mm -hmm encourage them to explore because it's it's good for them to try new things but it also gets them out of their comfort zone a little bit and lets them see that they can be successful in more than one area which i, I think is so important yeah yeah totally now another point is is helping them by providing support and resources now i know this isn't possible in all fields for all people. Sometimes resources are a little bit scarce. But in this case, I'd say comparison is the thief of joy. For one, don't look at your friends and what they're doing. If they're able to put their kids in eight different things at once and, you know, manage that, that's, that's them. Maybe it would be better for you just to do one thing. And it's also true that a lot of sports, especially in towns and townships, have a, a program that's free. And it isn't like some kind of government dole type thing either. It, the program itself, it's just free. And it is to everyone. I know the one that 
our township has it isn't actually free it's mostly free like everyone's volunteer and they i think they make you pay for your shirt and we have something similar it isn't free but there are sponsorships and and stuff so i mean if financially it is an issue a lot of places will still allow kids to be a part of it if finances even if finances don't allow for it really there's just some really good stuff for kids in the local communities and that's just sports it's also possible to nurture that kind of growth in your kids by using your friends Sorry, friends. But yeah, you can, Mm -hmm. like, if one of your friends is a nurse, you could ask her to talk to your kids about what it's like to be a nurse and what kind of school they had to go through. I know when my husband was a kid, he actually got to work in a dentist's office like two or three times a week after school because his dad knew that he wanted to be a dentist. He's not. (laughs) But. (laughs) So while he was in at the dentist, his dad was like, hey, would it be okay if my son came and kind of worked here for a while and, you know, checked out what it is you guys do? And the dentist said yes. And actually, that's how he got his first job, too. His dad brought his truck to be washed every week. And he talked to the guy, the guy that owned the car wash weekly. And when my husband got old enough. He's like, Hey, do you think he could work here? You know, a couple of days a week. Do you think that'd be a good fit? And so he got to work at a car wash and it was just because his dad nurtured relationships with these people. And so he felt comfortable asking for something. Mm-hmm. Getting your, your kids mentorships, especially once they get into high school, getting them talking to people in the fields of study that they're interested in, I think it's so important as my own big kids are, you know, getting toward adulthood, it is really hard to pick something for them to want to do because it's, it's not just hard, it's daunting Mm -hmm. because they have to look, they're looking at it like, well, is this something I want to do for the next 30 years of my life? I find this to be interesting enough to to spend my adult life doing it and so it it has been really good especially for my oldest to get a chance to talk to people who work in these fields and be able to bounce ideas off and figure out what avenues to take even within a specific field i mean if you go into something like auto mechanics or or something like that you know you can you can own a shop or you can work for a dealership, specialties within the field that you can get into. And so it, you don't necessarily know any of that until you talk to the people who are actually doing it. So I, I think it's, it's important as your kids reach those upper high school levels, especially to get them into some sort of mentorship or get them talking to people who are actually doing the job that they're interested in. Mm-hmm. So that, that's huge. It is. And, and there's an opportunity everywhere. You just have to look for it, you know, in your own life. Mm -hmm. Lead by example. Yep, for sure. Our next thing when trying to nurture your kids' ambition is to lead by example. Now, I I know we've talked about this a little bit in the past, but I've been home with my kids for the last 17 years. So as far as leading by example into a career field, I haven't done that. 
I've been at home. But one of the things that I, I think is important is to show your kids that you can finish things. And I think it's important with upper level kids to show them that you're not just preaching to them, that you're actually doing things yourself. For example, you can make sure that when you start a project that you finish it yourself and that they can see the finished product of what you're doing. And so you're not just telling them, hey, I want you to go out and do this and then you finish it. You're saying to them, I can do, I, I'm going to do these things also. Me, for example, I decided that I wanted to go back to work. And so I did some exploring myself of, you know, things that I might like to try and do. And then I, I, I went out and I did the job interviews and I got a job and have been able to keep it and do it and do it well for the last year. And I feel like that shows the kids that I'm not just telling you what to do. I'm, I'm doing these things myself after a very long break. Right. <laughs> it was, it, it was difficult, honestly, at first to, to wrap my mind about going back to work, but I, I feel like I showed them that, yeah, I can do it. And so mm -hmm. can you. And here we go. We'll all do this together. <laughs> yep. So important. I've always, I mean, I haven't had a job for the last, other than this, <laughs> I haven't had a job for the last couple of years, but I do think it's important to see, to have your kids see you doing stuff other than taking care of every single little need that they have. <laughs> I have a life <laughs> outside of this. <laughs> yep. And I, I do think it's really important to finish things in front of them. You say you're going to do something with mm -hmm. them. You really need to do it. And this is an area of struggle for me, yeah. but I am cognizant of how important it is. So a lot of the time, most of the time, almost all the time, I do <laughs> I do what I say I'm going to do. <laughs> and I think it's easier, honestly, to finish things and show that in your life if you know someone else is mm -hmm. watching you. Easy to put things aside and, like, I'll be very Scarlett O'Hara and say, I'll think about yeah, that exactly. Yeah. <laughs> if you know that no one is going to hold you, no one's going to hold you accountable. But if you know that people are watching and your kids can see what you're doing. And when you put that aside and it's still sitting there five years from now, they're still, they're going to look at your stuff and say, you oh, well, do it. that's an unfinished thing. Whereas if you, if you finish it then whatever it is, you know, it can hang it proudly knowing that you are showing them by yeah. example what is yep. important. Embrace failure. This is a big one for me. <laughs> I I think it is really important. And I kind of like to start off with this when I talk to my kids about starting on a new thing. You're going to fail. Sometimes. Not every time. But you will fail. Sometimes. And... I like to start mm -hmm. off with that because it's true. I don't want to 
paint them the wrong mm-hmm. way so that they don't see it coming. Right. But you can learn from that failure. If you throw the basketball and it doesn't make it in five times out of six times that you throw it, then you know you need to practice that. It's an opportunity for you to take and recognizing your failure is so important to growth. Mm -hmm. So we are going to teach our youngest how to ride a bike this year. And I can already see because she doesn't, she is a perfectionist. She likes things to go her way. Don't we all? And I I know that this is an area where she's going to have a hard time. She was in training wheels last year, which I was against. I don't like training wheels. It's just a a thing for me. I think that kids learn to ride a bike easier if they don't have a crutch to start out with. But that's that's in the past. We we did training wheels because she was kind of young to be on a two-wheeler by herself. And I didn't want her going out too far ahead of me on the sidewalk. All that aside. So I am going to talk to her before we start. And tell her, you might fall off your bike. <laughs> and that is okay because I'm, I do, for her, I look at her and, and say that she's probably going to fall off at once and then want the training wheels back on. I already know that we're going to have to coach her through this learning opportunity and help her to realize how much better it will be once she allows herself to figure it out. Failure is something that. I think is an amazing learning opportunity for all of us, but especially for kids, because if they're not allowed to fail, then they never know how to fail. And to to recognize failure. And basically all Mm -hmm. that means is if your kid shoots six times and misses five, you don't run up and say, you did great. You say, oh, well, we could use a little bit more practice with the basketball throwing <laughs> pick it up pick up the bike and let's yes, run it again yeah. you can do a this. growth yeah. mindset that's going to encourage a growth mindset in them instead of telling them that they're already where they need to be when we can see that they're not yep and then celebrate achievements <laughs> <laughs> once you get past the embracing failures the learning opportunity and the growth mindset the next thing you get to do is celebrate their achievements so now maybe they make five baskets mm-hmm. out of six instead of one basket out of six and that is an achievement for them that they can actually be proud of and when we tell them that they're doing well on that thing then it's actually something that they feel Mm -hmm. inside that they have actually accomplished something they know when they throw the ball a whole bunch of times and don't make it in very often that they aren't doing all that great so it makes it all that more wonderful when practice pays off and they start doing a little bit better with it then is when you want to celebrate when you have something to celebrate Mm mm-hmm And finally, we have being willing to change. If practice doesn't yield a whole bunch of big change, I'd say, well, as a parent, I think it's more important to make sure that they're still having a good time. If my kid goes out there and practices, 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 and still isn't all that great at the game, I'm not going to say, let's play something else. I'm going to ask them, are you still having a good time? (laughs) 
And if they are, then we'll probably keep on with it. But if they aren't, I'm not going to force them to keep doing it. I will, for my kids, I did always make them, and maybe this isn't what you meant, but I did always make them finish the season. Oh, yeah, me so too. If we committed to play the season, then we're going to finish the season. But if yeah. at the end of the season, this isn't for you, that's okay. We can switch. Yeah, that's what I meant. I okay. Once money has been exchanged, you're in it. You're in it until the end. <laughs> That's right. Trying to figure out how to teach your kids things the best way for them is hard. Working goals together can be so fun when they're little and teaches them how to work on them independently when they're older. Until next time. Thanks for listening today. This has been the Wifestyle Hustle Podcast. That's W-I-F-E style. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter so you never miss an episode. Consider liking and reviewing our podcast wherever you listen. Share it with a friend. It really helps us out. Look for our new episodes every Monday and Wednesday. We'll see you soon.